So after two years of serving as a um, as the chairman of a, of a of military junta that controlled the country, he's elected president in 1963. President of I think it was South Korea. Uh, it was in okay. late December of uh, back in 63, right? Yeah. Yeah. What um, a very special time for me. <laughs> uh, Park cast uh, my really? vote for Chung Young Hee. <laughs> Park Chung Hee. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve along with the other Steve. Hello. And Ryan. I will or will not admit to recording 1998 WCW NWO Bash at the Beach You're on good. VHS. You're good. You were allowed <laughs> one yeah, personal good. copy. Yeah. I, I And actually, I still have it somewhere. I would have to find it. But yeah, uh, it was $40. It was $39.99. Uh, shout out to pay-per-view. As long a, as a friend of mine, as long as you don't sell it. A, a friend of mine uh, that, I'm, that I'm still friends with from, from high school, his, his family had one of those, uh, like hacked cable boxes mm-hmm. yeah. so they could get um so they could get like free pay-per-view or whatever uh-huh. um and and he had all of uh woodstock 99 on VHS <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh the uh. only reason i remember it is because it was it had the uh the nwo with the black and red the wolf pack and they had like the cholo guy that came out and just started whooping everybody's ass like lex, Lu- lex luger and everybody else just he just came out and just started beating the shit out of everybody it was fantastic <laughs> Hey, Holmes, I'm not even here to wrestle, Holmes. I swear to God, that was his character. You, he was like a cholo. It was fucking crazy. Are you, are you talking about Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> no, not Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero beat up Lex not Luger. Fucking That's Eddie a totally Guerrero. believable storyline. Oh, Eddie Guerrero God. runs out. He's fucking the size of Lex Luger's leg. <laughs> just, Lex Luger's just like, I haven't oh, had a spinal God. stroke yet, so I'll kill you if I even touch you. Let's see. Uh, god damn, there's a whole Wikipedia page on this shit. Oh yeah, like all the wrestling pay-per-views have very detailed Wikipedia um, articles on them. Forward slash about Cholo WCW. <laughs> really, really Conan. Con- Con- oh, Con- yeah, Conan. Conan. Yeah, yeah I remember Conan. Yeah, Conan. Yeah. Conan's still working. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, he's he doesn't really wrestle. Um, I I think he like he physically can't anymore. But oh. but he's a he he'll always show up to like events and stuff. Like he's in a uh, lot of um, okay. AAA, which okay. is the uh, one of the major Mexican Luch. wrestling promotions. Yeah, AAA is great. Yeah, yeah I just remember yeah, him. Tri- yeah, AAA is no, the good he, one. <laughs> he he was whooping ass in the Bash at the Beach, bro. Speaking of uh, the Bash at the Beach, <laughs> today we're we talking about this week. <laughs> we're going to be talking about the assassination of Park Chung Hee. Park Chung Hee, yeah, that sounds familiar. Opting uh, for, for assassination attempts. Is it the, the uh, South so Korean. South- what? Is it South Korean? Yes, he's he's he was the uh, president of South Korea um, for about, um, I believe, seventeen years. Oh, that's the first problem. Uh, speaking of assassins, uh, I started playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag again recently. God, I forgot how good this game is. Yes, he was he was president for 17 years, from 1962 to 1979. <laughs> um, his daughter also became president more recently, but we'll we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. All right. Um, so. 
Park himself, he was born on November 14th, 1917, in what is present-day uh, Gumi, uh, South Korea. Um, and his uh, his presidents were Park uh, Sungbin and Baek uh, Nam- Namwe. Um, and he was the youngest of, of five brothers and two sisters, and he was born into a, a poor, um, what was called a, a Yongban um, family. And Yongban is sort of like a... Um, sort of like a, I wouldn't say it's a caste, it, it's more of like a class within uh, traditional, like, uh, Korean society before the modern era, meaning that his relatives had sort of been of, of a somewhat noble status, having passed, like, examination tests and such, and been given government positions. So they tested into being upper class. Yeah, in, in a lot of, um, in, in a lot of sort of, like, classical um, East Asian societies, uh, very much based off the Chinese model that if you that that you could sort of test into being a a high ranking or low ranking bureaucrat, and that yeah. that was essentially the same as being a member of like the nobility, because there's only really like the royal family. They don't really have like dukes and and duchesses and barons and stuff in these these types of systems. Bro, I do really well on tests. Yeah, All that I'm ch- hearing is I need to immigrate to Asia and go Dude, just that, get a really that, high ranking position. The test that that you had to take in China was like unbelievably hard, like super unfair. You you had to like write uh, poetry usually. Um, you you had to like answer questions related there to. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> this all day long. <laughs> even even today, um, uh, because in in China and and also in South Korea and and Japan, um, though it's more extreme in South Korea and China. Um, you do have to take like a an, like a national examination at the end of your like high school career, and if you fail that like test, like your life is essentially over. Like if they you just score take you poorly all back and on shoot it, shoot you. <laughs> like like people kill themselves over it because wait what? Because you if you don't, get, they, like they kill themselves over the fucking equivalent of the F cat. It's <laughs> not the F cat. It's more the SAT. <laughs> it's not the F cat. <laughs> Although I'm sure people have killed themselves over the FCAT. Yo, that's the hardest thing <laughs> Steve laughing. Look, he's still laughing. Look. He just <laughs> dying, bro. That's an academia laugh right there. It's like a deep, well, as, a as someone deep who also journal. had to take the FCAT, like the FCAT is like the standardized testing equivalent of that casino from Vegas Vacation where they just play like, what number am I thinking of? <laughs> Seven, correct. All right, so it's more SAT than FCAT. <laughs> yes, and if you if you fail the test, like how you score on the test determines like it, it's one part uh, like sort of like a standardized test to, to show your academic ability, and it's also sort of like a career test, like de- like depending on what your score is in, for the Chinese test determines like what college you can go to and what you can study. Okay, so I mean, oh God, this is gonna sound disgusting, but I'm not. I'm not totally against this. Like, yo, if you're not smart enough, you're not going to some of these schools. But, Sorry. But what ends up happening is is that, like, you take the test, and they tell you, like, well, these are the four jobs you can do, and this is the uh, and this is school you can go to. And usually people will pick the, like, the highest-paying job. It's not, They don't really base it off of, like, well, I, I think I'd enjoy this more than that one a lot of the times. It's like, well, this job pays more than that one, so I'm, I'm going to oh, study that. shit. So wait, so you, okay, you can't just go work wherever you want to work? Um, once you have your degree um, and you, you go to school, uh, usually places won't accept you unless you have um, 
unless you have a degree from a certain college, like, like you can't work in the government or be a teacher or anything like that unless you have those degrees. Yeah. I, I imagine if you're working at some, like, like tech startup or whatever, like, they expect you to have, like, an engineering-like degree. Um, okay, I thought you meant, like, at the end of high school, you take a test, and the test is like, yo, you can be these four things, and that's it for the rest of your life, or, you pretty, know, go Pretty much. It, it pretty oh. much does do that. So that's why that's why like people are like like kill themselves over it. And the the, the South Korean one is is very similar. Like South South Korea, like a lot of people, it doesn't really get brought up a lot. But South Korea has like as big or, or possibly a bigger issue with like suicide and um and, and just sort of like the declining birth rate than Japan does. All right, so this is marginally. And, and a lot of that has to do with uh, Park, which we're going to talk about. And not, not really like the standardized testing situation, but, but just sort of like the work culture situation that comes out of um, South Korea. Because we've met uh, Park's come up before on the podcast because he, he's kind of like the uh, the Forrest Gump of like shitty assholes. <laughs> Where, where, <laughs> he's like a rain man. <laughs> he's just been he's just been like throughout all these like important like events like meeting different oh, okay. people. Um, but uh, Park from a young age was he was very intelligent and very uh, very egotistical and ambitious. Um, his boyhood hero was Napoleon, um, and and he very much hated the fact that he lived in uh, lived in Korea, which at that time was a Japanese colony. Um, and he he was disgusted at, because he saw Korea as like this backwards uh, place, and he idolized um, the the Japanese a lot. So okay, so <clears throat> excuse me, he was born when nineteen seventeen. Is at this time we talk about how the Koreas at some point were almost like flip flopped what they are today, where well, South Korea was like destitute and North Korea was like the place to be. Well, at this, this is point, even well, this is even before that. This is when. South or when Korea itself is a Japanese colony, there is no North and South. This is the Japanese province of of, of Korea. Korea. Okay, what kind of living conditions are we talking about? Like he abject was, poverty or well, he was class? he was pretty poor. So it was sort of like um, like nineteen seventeen like level like rural rural living. Like you, I, I don't think you can really describe it as like abject poverty because it's it's like nobody has wealth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's like, no, there's no middle class at this time. Everybody's poor. Because <laughs> like, because okay. like people, because like people who live in like in like Tennessee during this time period, like like they probably live in a similar like fashion to like how they still how live people... like that in Tennessee. Yeah, they still there? do. <laughs> but fucking <laughs> like Tennessee, have you been there? It's still it's like you cross the border. It's like you can a hear the banjos and b you can like going back in time. And. Well, uh, Park take me to another obs- place. I'm sorry, I had to. It's I, stuck in my I head. Te- he, I love, I love you, Tennessee. He, he becomes really obsessed with with sort of like escaping, as as he refers to it, uh, Korea, um, especially the countryside. Like at what age? And he, it's just like a young, as like a young boy. It's like, just, like it's a recurring thing throughout his entire. Mom, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, are we talking about like pack the bag in a toy and walk out, or are we talk about like somebody who's a teenager that can pack some food and like I'm getting the fuck out of dodge. Well, well he doesn't actually leave. He he sort of because he, he, as I said, he sort of idolizes the Japanese and like how Japan has sort of like bootstrapped itself up from being like a feudal society to being like a world, like a, an industrial superpower. That that it's one of the great right. powers of the world by this point. Right. Um, and he 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 sort of um, likes the most uh, the Meiji Restoration of 1867 that that bootstrapping uh, which that'll come up later on. That's my also, uh, favorite of the Meiji uh, restorations, the one of uh, 
1967. <laughs> you know, of all the ones I have to choose from, the they're so various. Um, there, there could be another one, you know. There could be... Any there, day there could now. Be another. Yep. There could be another can, Meiji Emperor. I can tell you, I kind of already want to fast forward in time to roughly night. The next Meiji Emperor, right? And I want to see what, what Park thinks about Japan after they surrender. Oh, oh well, we'll talk about that. As uh, I said, I want to fast so, forward because I know it's going to come. So so Park has also becomes obsessed with like uh, uh, the Bushido warrior code of Japan. Uh, he sort of idolizes that as well. Uh, while, you, weeb? while you were being Korean, I studied the blade. <laughs> he's like an Asian weeb? Is that, is that a thing? Is that possible? Well, he's well. he would be... Yes. Uh, well, uh... Technically, he's legally not because this is an actual like status. Um, in well, weeb, weeb is a status now. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a protected class now? Like yep. you can't call somebody a weeb. That's right. <laughs> well, well, no, uh, because because you have to remember uh, the Japanese are are like brutal colonial masters of of Korea, and the Korean people have have not forgotten it. Like like South Korean school children like regularly like make make pictures about how they like want like japan to fall into the sea like like that level of sort of like indoctrinate hatred from the the colonial period right however um, there is a, a level of brainwash uh i'll just use like northern ireland as an example where people still love england or you know the idea of the uk well well yes it's, it's a definitely it, it's definitely like enforced by by sort of like uh like the culture and and but it's but it's just sort of like an animus towards Japan that exists from this colonial period and is not dissipated in the uh, we're going on sixty seven years uh, eighty uh, seventy seven years since the end of World War Two um, right. so they're they're still uh, they're 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 still mad about it just just like the Chinese are but right. but it was uh, it's it's referred to being a uh, uh, chinopa which is a uh, which is like a derogatory term. And it means like uh, pro uh, pro Japanese. All right, uh, fuck Steve. Write that down. You gotta bleep that out. That he's already using swears and <laughs> fucking slurs. Chinopa. <laughs> this guy's using fucking slurs on the Chinopa. podcast. Goddamn it. Okay. Next thing you and, know, he's and it's, dropping it's hard sort of R's. similar to to what we talked about, like in Chinese. There, there's what's called a, a Hanjian, which is like a, a traitor to the Han race. It, mm-hmm. it sort of has the same status. Um, and there, there's actually like a legal framework in South Korea today where they where they can like find out like people who were uh, uh, collab- uh, collaborators and they can um, they can sort of like take away their property like find them and then give that that property over to uh, people who supported the resistance like families of of people who were like resistance fighters against the Japanese. So it's a really shitty amalgamation of uh, the colonization going on in settlements over in Israel, and uh, what's that legal thing where the cops just pull you over and take your shit because they think you committed a crime? Civil asset forfeiture. So it's a weird amalgamation of civil well, asset forfeiture and settlements. Well, it's, it's different. I, I would say it's more akin to like Holocaust reparations. Yeah. Like, because because it, it's like when you talk about the people who like collaborated with the Japanese. You're you're essentially talking about the equivalent of like somebody who like helped the Nazis and perpetrated the Holocaust. Like like it is to that level of like how extremely brutal. Because like the Japanese by the end of the colonial period, they wanted to completely eradicate Korean culture. Like it became illegal towards the end to even like learn or speak Korean because they Jesus. wanted because they wanted to completely subsume the Korean people into into like the Japanese societal structure right. as a lesser like class and race of people. 
<clears throat> I feel like the specifically high school in um, in the states here uh, it very much glosses over the uh, eastern or the Pacific theater of World War II. Like I could literally start rattling off, you know, everything about the you know European theater of war, how it went down, when it went down. Maybe not like day to day, but I could say like the order that things happened before you know Russia fucking kicked the Nazis in the dick all the way into Berlin. I feel like school very much glossed over the Pacific. It went into uh, Japan, bombed Pearl Harbor. Uh, the United States turned around, uh, took Midway, and then we flew in there, dropped some nukes, hit them with the peace sign out the window, and flew away with uh, an eagle crying a tear, waving the American flag. Like, that's how it's kind of presented with really not much else. You don't hear a lot well, about, well, I think, you know. Well, I think a reason, one of the reasons why it doesn't get is because, like, the Pacific War is so brutal. And also, too, because the, the United States, until uh, arguably even still today, is, like, meddling in the affairs of Asia in the same way that a lot of European countries are, are meddling in the affairs of, like, Africa post-colonialism. Mm -hmm. Where, mm -hmm. like, the, the reason why they don't talk about it is because, like, the Americans, like, stuck around, and they're propping up people like Park, which will happen later on when he becomes president. Like, like Park is expressly in power with not only the blessing of the United States government, but also with their, their tacit backing. So they don't teach us specifically because they don't want us to realize that we are still having our thumb kind of on the scales of well, everything they do. With well, well yes, and you have, you have to remember with, like, Vietnam and stuff like that, like, the, the government doesn't really want to draw attention to the fact that it's still very much, like, like fucking around with these places. That mm. Like, with Europe, you can tell the thing, like, you know, the, the, these countries all have independent governments. They're all giving martial aid. Um, of course, there's some things like Gladio and stuff that, that like, is very sketchy. But right. in, like, Asia, they're expressly, especially in South Korea, like, they're, they're backing, like, some of the most brutal dictators the world has ever known. Okay. Like... Like Park is like he's like a he's like a Pinochet level guy like like he's oh, he's, shit. he's he's that yeah. level of like bastard. Okay. Um. So uh, we know that Park as well, and um, that he was very much into Japan because there was a a newspaper article from uh, March thirty first, nineteen thirty nine, in which he submits a um, an oath of allegiance written in blood to Japan. Um. Uh. When he put, submits his application to join the uh, the Manchu Kuo. Um, Imperial Army. Yikes, bro. Ah, yes, that's the Manchu Kuo. Oh, that's because um, so he he won admission uh, to a teaching school when he was young, and he worked as a teacher um, um, after graduating high school. But he was not a very uh, good student, and because he was very um, ambitious, he decided to join the uh, Changchun uh, Military Academy uh, with the help of a of a drill instructor. Um, at, at a teaching school he knew a, a Colonel um, Arakawa um, who was impressed with Park's uh, ambitions you know uh, who Park Chung-hee looks like <laughs> listen you don't yell at me for this one but he looks like B.D. Wong I don't know who that is what you don't know who B.D. Wong is nope he was in uh, he was in S Law and Order SVU uh, he was in Jurassic Park the guy that was uh, oh, okay the the Asian dude that was in uh, Oz? Wasn't he in Oz? He was like a yeah, priest, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. He looks very much like him. And I know somebody's going to be like, oh, he's fucking Asian. Uh, Ryan's face blind. No, no he, like, they he does. actually he, do favor you. No, that's not racist unless you're being racist. That's one and, of those stupid yeah. fucking things that people say. Like, people, oh, don't be racist. Like, no, black people look different. Black people look the same. It's not exactly like, unless you're going out in the street corner going, I I think all uh, Chung Young He's look like Chung Young He's. <laughs> you know, like that, that would make you a racist, right? But if you say Chung Han Yi looks like Chow Yun Fat, you just like that doesn't mean anything. It's just a fucking comparison. Oh, that horseshit. Um, yeah, yeah, he looks that like BD fucking horseshit that everyone's uncle says. <laughs> fucking some racist uncle, you know? Just like, oh, why's it gotta be a black thing? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's Lekfar. Ah, uh, uh, here they come. Man. They're gonna cancel me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mark my words, we're being replaced. Mark my words. Oh, God. Uh, when when he begins attending uh, military academy, uh, he goes by the Japanese name uh, Takagi uh, Masao, um, and this is something too that the like Japanese like like want the South Koreans to do. They want them to abandon their culture and their and um, and to sort of like take on to become um, to become uh, uh, Japanese essentially. Okay. Um, and uh, he graduates to the top of his class in 1942, um, and he's recognized as a talented, um, talented uh, officer by his uh, Japanese instructors, and so they recommend uh, to send him to study at the Imperial Japanese Army Academy, Japan. The authoritarian who aspires to the like uh, to become a conqueror, like Napoleon, is recognized as a good, a good governmental figure. Well, no, as a good military officer. So that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, makes sense. So he, All that tracks, Steve. Keep going. Um, so he he's like one of the few uh, few Koreans who's allowed to attend, um, and he's posted to a, a Japanese army regiment in in, in Manchuria, um, and he would serve there until uh, 1945. Okay. Um, he was commissioned as a lieutenant, um, and during that time as well, he was also awarded a medal by uh, Emperor Puyi. Oh shit! Puyi coming oh, shit. back. What up, Puyi? Um, but uh, the what one Carl? of the main reasons why they want uh, Korean officers and and they sort of like that uh, they, they like the cut of uh, Park's jib is the fact that they they use Speaking they of use being racist. <laughs> you like the cut of his jib, huh? Why has it got to oh, be God. a jib? <laughs> because they use uh, they they use um, like sort of ethnic Koreans who who know the Korean language to root out like resistance fighters. In Manchuria, who are Korean, hmm. oh, so okay. so he's so he's not only a, an officer uh, fighting for the uh, the puppet he's government a, of of Manchu Kuo. He, he's he's specifically there to to help like root out like Korean resistance groups, um, hmm. because because a lot of the a lot of the Korean resistance groups they go into Manchuria because the the situation there is is a little more lawless uh, than Japan. And, and so that they can easily also go into the Soviet Union and stuff like that to escape. So this dude is a traitor to his own people. Yes, and, um, and, and it's like one of the reasons we'll get to at the end of why he's a controversial figure to today. Um, so before he becomes president, he's the second highest ranking officer in the South Korean army. Um, and he comes to power after leading a military coup in 1961. Um, so at that time, there was an interim government because um, uh, Sigmund Rhee, who was the president of South Korea at that time, 
um, he is he is overthrown, and uh, the the people who overthrew him that that um, Park steps in and takes control from them. Um, just steps and, in, just like he's right up there. Well, yeah, he he. It takes him, like, a couple of days. But, yeah, he does, like, a military, like, coup d'etat. Uh, like, he positions tanks around the city, seizes the government, um, and controls it. Which is something that happens, like, all the time in South Korea before the 1990s. People okay. just walk into the halls of government and go, I run this now. Well, there's there's also a lot of, like, like It's a, like it's a law protests. of attraction, Steve. You know, you just, yeah, if you believe it. Yeah. There's oh my nothing God. to you know, it. <laughs> It's you know, well, the he was, secret, Ryan. Well, he was studying in the United States when he was getting his military training during uh, during the Korean War. You know, someone handed him a copy of The Secret. Yeah. And that's why he became the president, the because, you know, he visualized it. He made a dream board, you know. Steve, you just have to there. manifest, dude. You just you don't respect yeah. the manifesting. You need to manifest. Okay? It's the Tinkerbell effect. So, after two years of serving as a... Um, as the chairman of a of a of military junta that controlled the country, he's elected president in 1963. President of I think it was South Korea. Uh, it was in okay. late December of uh, back in 63, right? Yeah. Yep. What um, a very special time for me. <laughs> uh, Park cast uh, my really? vote for Chung Young Hee. <laughs> Park Chung Hee. <laughs> He he wanted to uh, modernize uh, South Korea. Cause remember, I've I've talked about too that for during this period of time, like North Korea is the the nicer to live in of the two Koreas, um, and and even like you can say like, well, North Korea is like a brutal police state. Like, well, South Korea is also a brutal police state at this time. Um, so it, there's there's not that much of a difference. <laughs> okay. Um. So he wants to uh to bring about like reforms, um, and industrialization. Um, um, in South Korea, and this is referred to as the miracle on the Han River. Um, and South Korea, under his presidency, has one of the fastest growing economies in history. Um, and but one of the one of the problems, though, is during that period from the '60s to the '70s, where South Korea like rapidly industrializes and improves itself, is that um, it, it's at the cost of like labor rights and protections, like you okay. do. Um, but extreme poverty was reduced from uh, 66.9% of the population in 1961 uh, to 11.2% in 1979. Nice. That's a, that's which a is, precipitous which drop. Is, which is still considered one of the fastest um, and largest reductions uh, in poverty in human history. Oof. Um, and, and a lot of this is done with the help of what are referred to as the, the chaebol. Uh, a chaebol is, is sort of like the... Uh, the, the Japanese concept of the zaibatsu or the keiretsu, it's a, a horizontal uh, monopoly. Yeah, would you just call me? <laughs> and these, That's the these same include... uncle, by the way, that drops lines, <laughs> drops like just baller lines like that, you know. <laughs> What'd you say, huh? Hey, but, I but resemble these... that remark. <laughs> but they include uh, like uh, Hyundai, um, LG, and Samsung. Okay, and wait. So, what are the? I, I recognize those are all South Korean companies, but yeah, it was just. Uh, well, they're they're referred to as as a chaebol, uh, which uh, which I said is a horizontal monopoly, meaning they not only like own like say like, um, Hyundai owns like a car company, but Hyundai also owns like a bank, 
Um, they own the housing that their that their workers live in. Um, like if you go to South Korea, you can see like the housing blocks. They'll have like Hyundai or Samsung uh, written on them, and that's because like Samsung works at the or owns those buildings, and people who work at Samsung live in them. Oh man, it is only a matter of time before that happens here with Amazon. It is it's, only a matter of time. It is it is very possible that you could work at Hyundai, drive your Hyundai to work, and then go um, and then go home to your to your Hyundai uh, apartment. That's awesome. That is that's not no, that's not okay. That's great, that's terrifying. dude. Dude, I get I get like 40, 41 miles to gallon for. Uh, Can you imagine if you started hating Hyundai? Hyundai like, you all of a sudden, got a bad taste in your mouth for like Hyundai, and you. Well, why would that Hyundai, ever happen? They have a, they have my best interest at heart. You know they weren't. Why would, why would we ever they weren't, that they weren't essentially hiring slaves in North Carolina? Are About, you are you both on Big Hyundai's payroll? Dude, are you both making accusations? I'm saying I enjoy driving by Hyundai Sonata. It's got it's got it's got a lot of leg room, you know. By two Korean car nerds. What is going on? Did you just call me Korean? All I'm saying is that Jim over at Orlando Hyundai, he just took yeah, me for a nice great, ride. He does great work. And, and, look, the financing of Hyundai the is amazing. <laughs> look, oh, after eastbound and down. Why would you like a Kia though? I mean, think I, first of all, the Kia you only get the sixty thousand mile warranty. You, you get a hundred thousand no. miles on a Hyundai, dude. They, no, yeah, I mean obviously I drive. A Mazda I obviously 3. drive. Uh, uh, eight a cylinders st- of American shift, power. A oh, stick shift Volkswagen shit. Rabbit. 12, 12 miles to the gallon. <laughs> oh, Chevy Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, 15 miles to the gallon Chevy Tahoe. Let's go, baby. Dude, I got like, I that's that was my old car. I had a, a Jeep Cherokee Sport. Uh, and I got, what the fuck was it? 12 miles per gallon highway. Oh. But well, if it was, but when I lived up north, it made a lot of sense because if it snowed, I could get the 7 Eleven. Right. <laughs> uh park though is generally uh he has popularity within the 60s because while he is a dictator he it's sort of like a sham democracy they still have elections he just does everything in his power to try to win them without seeing obvious that he is uh rigging the elections okay um but uh going into the 1971 presidential election uh he almost loses Ooh, how close are we talking like he, he almost loses like he only got 91% of the vote? He, um, it's, it's very close. I, I believe, oh, like, that he almost, he almost loses to his opponent, which, which infuriates him. Um, but, uh, but what happens is, is that in, um, the, the Korean, uh, Central Intelligence Agency, um, the, the KCIA, um, they were established in 1961 to sort of be the, obviously the CIA of, um, of South Korea, but they're also kind of like the FBI, and they had been working to, to sort of rig the election. Uh, Park had actually spent 10% of South Korea's GDP on his election campaign in order to win, mm-hmm. um, so he's not very happy with what they're doing. But the the Korean CIA, um, they, use any, um, they, they use any means really to suppress any opposition to Park's regime. Um, these include things like wiretapping, um, arresting political dissidents and also uh, just abducting and torturing people and also disappearing people. Mm, okay. Uh, so they're they're behind the scenes of a lot of like of of sort of rigging the elections, uh, weakening opposition uh, opposition parties, 
um, and bribing, blackmailing, and, and threatening uh, lawmakers that oppose uh, Park. Because um, even though Park's like a dictator, they still have like a Congress and stuff. Okay. Um, Weird, but okay. So, because remember, they're they're an American ally, and in the United States, like to pretend you know mm-hmm. that the, all the people we support, they're people of freedom, and they're they're just like us, you know, like uh, like yeah, yeah. like like uh, Pinochet and stuff. Like, well, it's you know, it's just a. You know, it's just another democracy. You know, you're you're just being a little, you know, a little too look, bleeding heart there. You know, look at look look at they're just like us. They also have a Congress that is they just love constantly the, deadlocked. You know, the Contras they love freedom. They're like the founding <laughs> fathers. They they definitely don't. They definitely don't rape and murder people. That's How a can lot we of figure out a way to get them more money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want options, boys. I I need ideas, people. <laughs> um. So he loses this campaign, and in 1972, he enacts um, what's called the... Uh, so they're, they're sort of like behind-the-scenes rigging things, and he doesn't feel that they're doing a good enough job, because in 1972, he he issues the, the Yushin Constitution. Okay. Um, and this Does it have a Second Amendment? That's all I care about. I don't think it has any amendments, because all it does really is make Park a, a dictator for the rest of his life. That's it. <laughs> um, so instead of having so instead of having a direct voting system, which they had in the past for presidential elections, they now have a delegate system. But it's just. A, but again, I just want to be clear: the Constitution is just a piece of paper that says "Park equals President." Pretty like much the backwards R. <laughs> um, it gives it gives Park one third of the seats in the National Assembly uh, to choose who uh, who sits in them. Um, it repealed uh, presidential term limits. Um, and it gave Park the authority to suspend the Constitution and issue um, emergency decrees, appoint all judges within the country, and also dismiss the National Assembly if he felt the need to. Uh, what's the National Assembly? It, it's like their Congress. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and one, th- one thing that's interesting about Yushin, too, is that if you were to translate it into Japanese, it would be Meiji. Should I be because, laughing at because, that or surprised or because Meiji means like rejuvenation, okay, um, and and it's sort of like the the same, the same thing. But he's literally just just copying his like his his favorite Japanese thing. With, so with the name, so it's Hitler copying Jim Crow laws from the United States because it's his favorite part well, of the United States. Gotcha. Well, well, no, I'd say just more that he's like he's that much of like a, a Japanophile that he that he. That he makes his like new constitution, like he takes the name. I think the correct it it, it term does. is otaku or weeaboo. <laughs> I believe is what you were looking for there. What's it said? Weeb. I was talking, He's to, talking Steve. to me, Ryan. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um. So when people begin to oppose the constitution, uh, Park issues a bunch of emergency decrees. Um, and the first, the first of which made it that any of his um, opposition uh, denied the the Yushin Constitution as being legal, that they could be imprisoned for up to fifteen years. Jesus Christ! What? Um. So despite, uh, so despite all these uh, sort of steps that Park is creating, opposition to him keeps building, um, and. And in the 1978 legislative election, 
Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Did you just say despite him being an authoritarian asshole, <laughs> opposition is building? <laughs> well, he, well, I mean, he's well, he's not able to like he's not able to kill the opposition. You know, it's not like North Korea where there is no opposition because they all got buried under the ground 70, <laughs> 70 years ago. Um, okay. All right. Oh uh, yeah. You know, the, the way the way that you phrase that just kind of threw me. Well, off. even like, even right. with Park putting his finger on the scale, there's still like an actual like government opposition when i say that there's an opposition i mean an official one i don't mean like people on the streets mm. which is also okay. happening oh, okay okay uh south korea especially during during the 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 60s and 70s has like insane like like riots and outbreaks that happen um especially in the 80s there's what's called the the guangju uprising where like citizens actually like seize the armories and like um, and they have to send in uh, paratroopers to just start arresting and shooting people. What you say? I'm sorry, uh, I, I zoned out for a second. Did you say this is at Kent State University? No, this is this is more <laughs> like th- this is this is like I would say that the street fighting that happens in South Korea during this time period is on a level of insanity that the United States has never seen. That makes really? like that makes like the Black Lives Matter protests seem like a parade, like. Oh, like Macy's Day, huh? Like even even today, like the labor demonstrators in South Korea when they clash with like the police, like they go all out. Like there was there's like a video from a while back of a guy where he had like a he essentially made like a flamethrower and was fighting back against the uh, the police. That's fucking amazing. Oh, that reminds me of that uh, Final Fantasy VII Belfast that you sent. <laughs> I want to tell you that shit. Final Fantasy VII being my favorite <coughs> Final Fantasy. That was such a perfect edit that I was like just just so tickled with that when I watched it. Because like when cause like when I say like in, in Guangzhou like they seize the they seize the armories and stuff like right. they they pretty much seize the city like like they 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 push the authorities pretty much out of the city uh, for the most part until they send in like like essentially special forces to just start like killing people. Right. Okay. Um, Chris Kyle on top of the on t- Chris Kyle up there <laughs> on top of the on top of the super dope. Yeah, shoot those looters, Chris. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but in the 1978 uh, legislative election, uh, Parks uh, Party, the Democratic Republican Party, uh, they um, they they sort of uh, while they maintain um, a, a majority uh, barely in the legislature, the New Democratic Party uh, wins the popular vote. Um, uh, uh, by a by a by a narrow margin, which sort of emboldens them to to further push against Park because they see that the, that the majority of the people are with them. Let me tell you, I don't care. They got Republican in the name. Them Democrats are stealing elections. You see how close it was? They they're there. Regular elections. There's two thousand mules. Oh, they're so tricky I can tell you right now. Nobody's watching the mailboxes. This is how they're taking it from us, folks. Um, in September 1979, uh, the. Uh, courts in South Korea nullify uh, Kim Yong Sum, the the leader of the NDP. They they neutri- um, they they nullify his chairmanship of it, um, and the uh, the DRP has Kim expelled from the National Assembly in a secret session on October fifth. Um, and this led to all sixty six NDP lawmakers um, submitting their resignation to the assembly in protest. Secret meetings number um, sixty six. I just want to say. Satan is definitely involved here, ladies and gentlemen. You just need to pay attention. Open your eyes. U.S. President uh, Jimmy Carter he has um, he has the ambassador to Seoul uh, recalled um, in protest to these actions. I'm gonna need you to come home. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that was fucking perfect. 
how, how can you hate a baby? <laughs> I need someone to run my peanut farm while I ruin any chance of me getting anything oh, done shit. in the presidency. Yo, that poor man is still building houses for Habitat for Humanity. There and are. made him sell his fucking peanut there are farm. Few, he must be looking at the Trump presidency and just fuming. There are a few <laughs> redeemable presidents, but he's probably the closest. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, on October 16th, uh, the, the government is, is not going to accept all of the resignations um, of the NDP members. They're only going to do it selectively. Um, so because of that, um, democracy protests break out in, in Busan, which was at that time the second largest city in South Korea. I seen think it that, still is. seen that movie. Um, and, uh, in the, and, and during the protests, um, about uh, 30 police stations are burned down over several days. I mean, all right, I get it. Like, you know, okay. Could um, be more. So these these are the largest <laughs> uh, protests that have been happening since like the 1950s, um, and they begin to spread to nearby cities. Um, and um, and students and citizens um, on October 19th are also calling for the repeal of the Yushin Constitution. Okay. Um, at that time, the uh, the director of the of the KCIA, um, Kim uh, Jaegu. Um, he goes to Busan, which is his hometown, um, to investigate the situation. Um, and he finds that the demonstrations themselves are not actually riots um, by college students, but more like an actual like popular uprising um, where everybody has like joined in. It's not just like college students demonstrating. It's like everybody right. at all levels of society have joined in. And the they're UPS actually- man. Yeah. <laughs> the construction worker. The bodega. Native American. Yep. Yeah. Every, every food truck. I mean, they're like some the, of the first. The sailor. The sailor. <laughs> We're talking some real hitters here. The young man. <laughs> um, but uh, Park Park says, too, that... Um, um, so Kim warns Park that these uprisings could spread... Um, to the other large cities in South Korea, including Seoul. Um, but Park says that if it, if they do, that he would fire upon the, the demonstrators if things got worse. That he would just have the the, Seoul, like the military go in and just start shooting people. Yo, um, the insane just disrespect for human life. That's incredible. But um, they're, they're able to get the, uh, the protests under control um, before that happens. Um, but Kim is very obviously, uh, he, he doesn't like that. He, he's very he's very unhappy with that that sort of response. Um, does the public know that Park's response was just fucking mow him down? Like, does the public uh, know that? We we do now, but at that time they didn't know. That was just sort of their conversations with each other because it's also like essentially like a fascist dictatorship. So right. so you're getting more of like like Park with his like family and like waving to people and like mm-hmm. like look what look what the dear president does. Like look what he loves right. to do. Right. Okay. Like there, there's some pictures from that era of like where, where there's like giant portraits of Park at like parades and stuff. Like it's almost like stuff you'd see in like North Korea. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So while Park is is getting um, getting increasing opposition to him outside of um, what's referred to as the Blue House, which is like the uh, the, the presidential house of South Korea, it, it has like sort of the same status as the White House. Um, there, there's sort of a, a conflict developing within the Blue House between Kim um, as uh, the Korean CIA director, which he's held the post since uh, December 1976, and the um, and the chief bodyguard of Park, uh, Cha uh, Ji Chul. 
with um, regards to presidential houses, that is definitely a here copy my homework but change it up enough that it doesn't look like you copy it. well they they call it the blue house because it has like an actual like as a blue roof oh word uh, why do we call it the white house because it's white <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're like oh the united states white house all right we did we want the same thing but we just got to change it up a little bit why is it gotta be white? white there's your uncle again um, so, so one of these days are going to go down there and like the United States and down like Guam and you're like, all right, so we're going to do the red house at the red no, house, no relation <laughs> to the States do, do. at the red house where white people and black people buy furniture <laughs> and Ashley's furniture home store and Hispanic people too. Uh, no, go, I'm you know, white there's, and I'm black. <laughs> I'm black and I love shopping at the red house. It's, uh, <laughs> My name's Reggie, a.k.a. Big Head. Um, I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. Yeah, there's these two... to log out of your burner account on Twitter again. There's these two comedians on YouTube, Rhett and Link, and they make, like, stupid commercials. That's, like, that's one Mm. of them. It's amazing. It's a real store, by the way. It's a real store that they create this, like, parody commercial around and then put that out. It's amazing. (laughs) There's the Red uh, House. There's the guy that sells mobile homes that are, like, diseased and broken. <laughs> These aren't new mobile homes. These are refurbished mobile homes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my wife left me. I got shot. Clearly. <laughs> it's amazing. If you're buying a refurbished mobile home, your wife absolutely has left you. Dude, I'm telling you. You um, can't. It's so funny. Uh, Cha and, and Kim are, are sort of at odds with each other. Because Cha is using his position as sort of like the head of the the Secret Service, essentially, to like muscle into the areas that the uh, the Korean uh, CIA takes care of. Okay. Um. So so he's sort of he's sort of angling to get Kim's job, and he's also sort of angling for more power, which puts them at odds with each other. Um, okay. Cha had gotten his position in 1974 after the assassination, or I should say death, because she wasn't the main target uh, of. Park's wife, uh, Yuk uh, Young Su, uh, she she was killed by a um, Young Su. She was killed by a Japanese uh, Korean uh, from Japan named uh, Mon uh, Seguang. Um, so essentially, what happened was that on August fifteenth, nineteen seventy four, uh, uh, South Korean Independence Day, uh, Yuk is shot by uh, by Mon um, at this uh, gathering. Because uh, Mun himself had been attempting to assassinate uh, Park Chung-hee. Um, okay. He had, he had stolen a gun from a Japanese police station, and he had gotten into the, the ceremony. Um, uh, Mun had intended to shoot Park in the uh, theater lobby, um, but he was not able to get a clear view of Park, uh, so he was forced to enter the theater and be seated. Um, so when Park begins speaking, um, Mun attempts to get closer to where uh, Park is at, um, and, and sort of like he's up on a podium. You can actually watch this this happen. Like there's video of it. Oh, um, really? He, as he's trying to get closer, he inadvertently fires his uh, revolver, um, injuring himself. And because like everybody knows that he just shot a gun, he runs down the the theater aisle firing wildly. And his second bullet um, hits the hits the podium that Park was at delivering a speech. Um, uh, a third bullet misfires, but his fourth bullet uh, strikes. Uh, uh, Yuk um, in the head, seriously wounding her. Oh, okay. Um, so the uh, a bullet fired um, 
uh, a bullet fire, but also by one of the security detail, uh, Park uh, Jonggyu. It, it actually uh, ricochets and kills a high school student that's in the um, in the gathering. Um, so it's also another strike against the um, the the sort of the the bodyguards. Oh man! Um, but right after uh, Mun is captured um, and and Yook is taken away to the hospital, Park uh, resumes his speech. Um, and then after he's done, um, he just um, he just picks up his wife's things and leaves. He did. Oof. Okay. Um, so. Yuk is taken to uh, taken to Seoul National Hospital um, in Central Seoul, um, and they attempt to uh, save her. Uh, surgery lasts for about five um, for a little over five hours, um, but because the bullet damaged uh, the largest vein on the right side of her brain um, and and was also lodged in her brain, they were unable to save her. Hmm, um, that's really shitty. And, and this is also this also goes to uh, this is also important for later on as to why the the assassination happens. Um, so like Cho- why the assassination there, like the attempted assassination, or why the feature assassination? Why why yeah why the feature assassination happens? Whew, okay, wow, dude, um, this is shitty. You just told me like I don't like this guy already, right? Like uh, Park Jung Hee, I don't like this guy, but I don't feel like Yuk's was his name Yuk Yuk Young. I don't think she deserved Yuk, to get Yung clapped. So. By by some fucking lunatic with a snub nose, um, is, is encroaching in, and he also begins belittling uh, Kim in public. Uh, Kim is also a, a general, um, and he had he had previously um, commanded um, some major army groups. Okay, like um, like for what maneuvers? Like there are there are like <laughs> actual games. war. Well, well, yeah, because he fought in the the Korean War, and then he, so he also was, like, but he was. I'm asking, was he like? commanding in the korean war yeah and he also okay. commands like police actions and stuff because remember the military has to go in and like they, they have to deal with things and they're also like constantly like expecting an invasion from the north right like like right. like even today if you go to south korea north of seoul the whole country is like designed to essentially like they just pull a pull a string and just like blow up all the roads and like take out the bridges and stuff Jeez. like it's heavily fortified all the bridges have nets on them so that uh, North Korean commandos can't infiltrate through the rivers. Um, it's it's pretty ridiculous really? even today. Yeah, and and back then it's even like crazier. I mean, I get it. Like, if you have this, you know, genocidal fucking country to your north, just totally make it impassable for them or make it as tough as possible. Mm-hmm. But that's still like, oh shit. Um, but like, because n- nets on a bridge. Yeah, because uh, previously in the 60s, uh, North Korea had sent a commando team to kill uh, Park Chung-hee, and they had actually, like, made it to the mountain behind the Blue House, and there mm. was, like, and they, they eventually got stopped with, like, a shootout. Oh, shit. Okay, so they've got close. Okay. Yeah, so so it's not really, like, they're, they're just being, like, like, they're they're being rightfully paranoid. They, they This is something that's happened before, so they're like, we, we need to make it so that they can't do what they did before. So the United States isn't the only Secret Service that's questionable on a good day yeah and well cha is also like i said he's he's generally disliked by everybody but he's also feared and he's also at this time park's like favorite and most trusted advisor because of his proximity to park okay um so cha begins appropriating uh different military vehicles like tanks and helicopters and also troops from the army of of uh the republic of korea Okay. 
Um, so he now has like a private army and, and security apparatus underneath him. Um, and, and the amount of troops he has under him is about the equivalent of a division. Which is, how many is that? Um, I believe a division... Is that a couple thousand or a couple hundred? It differs from country to country. Um, but... I'm trying to find out what it is, but it's it's essentially like a full like army group. Like like a general commands like a division. Okay, okay. okay a division. Okay. Like there like today there are thirty nine divisions in um in South Korea. Alright. Um and like I said, Kim used to command one of them, the third division. Um so Cha's building his own like private army. He, he's essentially trying to pull like an SS type deal where he's like the most trusted advisor of Park. He's building up his own private army and he's at odds with Kim. All right. Um, so what happens is, is that even though for, for a long time, the, the KCIA is like the most feared government apparatus. Um, but um, in 1979, there's a number of uh, political crises that cause, um, that, that cause, you know, uh, Cha's uh, security apparatus to like um, sort of inch its way ahead. Okay. Um, so when the um, so when the nineteen seventy nine elections happen um, in the in the National Democratic Party, um, they had backed uh, a candidate named uh, the KCIA had backed this candidate named uh, Yi Chol Sung um, uh, to prevent uh, the election of a of a sort of uh, opposition hardliner uh, Kim Yong Sum uh, from winning, um, but uh, Cha interferes with the sabotage. Um, uh, uh, sabotage and allows for um, Kim Young Sam to be elected. Um, and when this happens, Cha blames the KCIA for this, um, which uh, infuriates Kim because one, he fucked him over, and two, he's like put into he's put into power in, in sort of like the as a primary opposition figure, like one of the most ardent opponents of Park. And he doesn't want that. Well, no, because it makes his job harder. You don't want the guy. You want the guy that's just going to throw softballs. You don't want the legitimate threat to the power to actually become the like the main opposition figure. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Because because remember the the street protests are getting more and more. It's becoming harder and harder to keep Park into power and stabilize things. Because also remember whether or not these like people in the military like Park or not. If if there's instability, like North Korea could just come in. Like, right. like okay. if they're if they're fighting protests, they can't fight like the North Korean army if they decide to invade. So there's a lot of paranoia about that, and that's one of the reasons why the U.S. is so like quickly backing these successive assholes who like take control of the country. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So Kim Young Sum, uh, he he calls on the U.S. to stop supporting Park's regime, and in an interview with a New York Times reporter, um, Cha pushes for uh. uh Kim's expulsion um, from the National Assembly, uh, which uh, which Kim is afraid um, th- this is the Kim Young Sum to be uh, expe- expelled from the National Assembly. Uh, uh, Kim, the the KCIA director, is is worried that this is going to cause like a disaster. Okay, which I mean it can. I guess and, I see how it could. And it and it does because it, it leads to like a large uh, large scale uprisings in Busan. And, and Masan, which are called the uh, the Buma um, Democratic Protests. The Bumas. 
the boomers. Um, which is sort of like an abbreviation um, because it's like the, the booba uh, Minju. Oh, okay, yeah. Like Minju. <laughs> um, so he further does this, um, and this, um, and even though he's like fucked things up, um, Park's liking him more and more. Um, and Kim is being, uh, and, and director uh, Kim is being blamed more and more for like things getting worse. Um, and like it, you do. <laughs> and Shaw's also begun to like take control of when um, scheduling Park's meetings and briefings. Um, and, and so he now has, like, complete uh, control to access of Park. That's going to be problematic. Um, and, and for instance, um, Korean uh, CIA briefings were usually done first thing in the, like, that was, like, usually the first order of business. Um, yeah. But those end up getting pushed back to the afternoon. Oh. Why? Just to fuck his day up? Like, just, just to fuck him up. Like, to... Because... To, what should be like normally the most important thing instead of having him like come in first and talk, he's being pushed to like the end. Gotcha. Okay. Like, like to where the least important stuff is going to be. Right. Um, and by, uh, and by October of that year, there are also uh, widespread uh, rumors that Kim will soon be replaced as the director. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, and just so we're clear, we're not talking about Kim, the director of the KCIA. It's Kim, the opposition Kim. No, no, Kim, the director, is going to be replaced as head of the... He's, he's going to lose his director job. Okay, he's going to lose his... Okay. Yeah, they, they, they're already they're already trying to, like, figure out a way to do with... Uh, to do something with uh, Kim Young-sum. Kim is too popular of a name! Yeah, it's like it's, the it's one of the version of America. I know it's just too. One, one of the problems, yeah. uh, well, I would say one of the problems, not really a problem, but just just one of the things that happens is that in South Korea, there there's only like, I want to say there's only like 500 last names, and the majority of people have like three of them. Yeah, Park, Kim, Park, Kim, Kim uh, Choi, Choi, yeah. Cho. Um, so on the day of the the assassination. Uh, God, it's got to make meeting fucking a significant other really weird if they have the same, like, I don't know, do you call it a surname? With the same surname? Yeah. Like, all right, now we got to go through your family tree. Come on, we got to go through your family yeah. tree make sure we're not related. Here's Let's your go. friend from Kim Convenience. Yeah. You got an Aunt Jackie? You do? Oh, okay, different middle name. All right, we're good, we're good. <laughs> but on October 26, 1979, the day of the assassination... Um, Park and his oh, entourage here we go. Here we go. had attended a, um, a ribbon-cutting ceremony at a dam in um, Sapkyo and also a, uh, a Korean broadcasting station, uh, TV transmitting station in Dongjin. Uh, so, uh, Director Kim had expected to accompany Park to the TV station because the, because the Korean CIA runs all the, the TV stations, so it's sort of like their, their jurisdiction. Just um, like the United but- States. But uh, Cha blocks him from where the Korean the CIA runs the TV stations. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> Listen, if the, if the Korean TV if the Korean CIA runs any TV stations in the United States, they clearly run UPN. Okay, <laughs> they definitely run UPN. <laughs> where else? <laughs> where else can you watch reruns of Sister Sister? Okay, <laughs> Sister Sister. <laughs> I love Tia Tamara. Sister nah. Sister Martin. Um, oh, damn it, Jada! <laughs> um, but uh, Cha blocks him from riding in the hel- in the same helicopter as Park, uh, so Kim excuses himself from the trip. 
Okay. Um, peace is out. Okay. So after the trip, um, one of the um, one of the uh, the agents who was involved in the assassination, uh, uh, Agent uh, Park uh, Sion Ho, um, he tells them that uh, that Park had instructed the uh, the KCIA that that they would be holding uh, numerous banquets um, uh, around uh, ten times per month, which is actually a very common thing in like Asian cultures to have like banquets and like God, that's a lot of freaking of, like, banquets. Like, is it uh, kind of like the correspondence dinner, but like ten times a month? I wouldn't say it, it's more informal than that. It, okay. It's essentially just like a like a drinking, like a work. So it's like a party. funeral reception. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a wake. Yeah. Okay. It's an I. But it, okay. Now the cribbing from the Irish here. This is taken from what's, my people. What, what's also sort of like a work, like because well, you know how like in Japan, Irish like, like salary men. What? Salary men. But it's it's. Yeah, like you know, like in in Japan, like it's expected that you, like you go out to like you go out to drink after work oh, with yeah, your yeah, yeah, like coworkers. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's like, the same culture in South Korea. Uh, it's it's the same um, like amount of like like work related like alcoholism. So it's the same across the world, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> we all well, no, share more things in common with people across the globe than we think. We well, all fucking hate our jobs. We all want to drink after work and talk shit about well, our coworkers. Well, it's, well, it's not like that. It's like an official like work sponsored. Like you're there with your boss. It's like going. Motherfucker, my clocked in. It's like the office. It's like going <laughs> pretty the, much. It's like going yeah. to the Dundies. Bro, if I'm not yeah. clocked in, I'm not going. I'm sorry. Not yeah, in Korea. So they're, they're meeting, you're not going to work if you They're don't meeting go. at the Chili's. Yeah, we're meeting at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to yeah. get two at for the, 20. <laughs> at, the, at the KCIA Chili's in the in the Which in the Chili's? Compound. The Kim Chili's or the Park Chili? <laughs> so, I don't know if this is a thing at every uh, Applebee's. but It Applebee's is, dude. The uh, blue crust steak. The blue cheese <laughs> crust steak. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. The $1 dollar Long Island's. Bro, they, so many fights happened outside of Applebee's. I cannot. I think they had the dollar margaritas up here. They've, they've, done, like, they've done several dollar drinks. I went there and I was like, there is no fucking way they were making legitimate Long Island iced teas for a dollar. They got like, somehow they have like a Long Island iced tea mix and they're putting like a shot of vodka. It's like a crystal no. light Long Island <laughs> these, iced tea. <laughs> these motherfuckers were making one dollar Long Islands in pint glasses. Just, and when I tell you the amount of fucking ass beatings that happened outside that Applebee's in the parking lot between cooks and customers who were complaining about food, waitresses throwing that, like it was fucking mayhem. <laughs> oh, honey, I think the show's starting here. Finish your blue crusted steak. So, listen, at one point, they, Applebee's decided, hey, we're not making enough money off this store. So, on Friday, maybe Saturdays as well, but definitely on Fridays at 10 o'clock, they'd cut the house lights down and they'd turn it into a fucking club. They would move all the tables away, they'd bring in a DJ, crank the music, and they would have, like, insane drink specials. But it was literally Club Applebee's from 10 p.m. to, like, midnight on Fridays. Where? They also do karaoke during the week. Where? What are you talking about? At, at the Applebee's at in, in Gainesville. Applebee's in Gainesville. Oh, in Gainesville. Okay. And, yeah, I was going to say, like, it, every, I've never seen an Applebee's like that. Every Applebee's I've ever seen is shut down now. They, Bro, dude, yeah. it's, it's wild. It's wild. They used to do that at the Applebee's that was by UCF. Hmm. Um, oh, I see that. Hell yeah. You um, compete with Knight's Library and all that? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the banquet was to be held at a... Um, at a KCIA safe house that was inside the uh, the presidential compound. Um, Park 
would be attending the banquet along with uh, Director Kim, uh, Cha, um, uh, the Chief Secretary of of Park, um, Kim uh, Gyowon, um, and two uh, and two young women, a, a singer named um, Shim uh, Subong and a college student named uh, Shin Jae-soon. So how many people are we talking total? Like eight? Um, so there's those... Um, so there's them and the conspirators. I would say there's probably around like ten people. Okay. Um, so and 15 so minutes. So they're all at Applebee's? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes. so they bellied up to the bar. All right. They've all ordered Dollar Long Islands, and they want Blue Long Islands. <laughs> they all got their blue cheese crusted steak and potato. And they want their uh, Applebee's chicken crispers for appetizers. Yeah, I'll take the <laughs> chicken crispers. Hour. Great. I'll take the mozzarella sticks, half price apps. What can I get you to drink? Super. Okay, but they're what are they in a in a in a like a bunker like a safe like a house yellow submarine of... like what are they in? What, what well, it's just like a it's just like a, a regular like building. It, oh. It's it's just sort of like a building there that the that I'll the tell you, man. KCIA used. No offense, like... but this is an exciting time. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> they're just in a regular building. This is a building, nondescript. Well, it's, it's not. It's not like it, it's not oh. important. You know, they're not like they're not like down in the fucking oh, like what happened. Like they're bunker, like Nakatomi Tower. Anymore. Yeah, they're not like in like the bomb shelter <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, 15 minutes after uh, uh, Kim is notified of the banquet, um, he calls up the Army Chief of Staff uh, Jiang uh, Seonghua um, to arrange to um, to arrange for him to dine with the Deputy Director of the KCIA, uh, Kim uh, Jong Seop, um, in a nearby building that the uh, that the KCIA had control of in the compound. All right, um, so we got a bunch of dinners going on at once. So before the before the banquet, um, Kim uh, allegedly told the chief secretary uh, Kim Gilwan that he would get rid of Cha. Um, it, it's it's not it's not really clear um, uh, what happened because because um, Kim doesn't really do anything with this. Kim Kim Gilwan. He went in there with like a like a yakuza, right? He went in there like a. And, and, excuse me for the shitty impersonation and or just and, don't do it. Just just talk Italian like you are yakuza. now. But he just walked in. He was just like, "I'll fuck him up. I'll get rid of him for you." Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, <laughs> best doctor, number one. <laughs> but oh so, no, yakuza boss die. <laughs> no, I was just gonna do like a really shitty Italian accent, and then when you do that's Italian, I'd be like, nah, bro, there could be Italian Koreans. Right? Once again, you can do any accent you want; it's fine. <laughs> it's not racist unless you're I racist. Russia and Seoul before. Wait, I've seen movies from like the fifties and sixties in the United States of white actors trying to be Asian. There's absolutely an ability to be racist doing that. No, I just said that. I said you can do the accent of how someone else sounds. You're not racist unless you are racist. Ah, okay. Like if you're like uh, if you're doing like a Chinese accent, you know, like all right. So like for instance, for a while there, I used to get annoyed uh, at that Uncle Roger guy. On uh, TikTok, have you ever seen him before? Oh, he's fucking, yeah, he's. Hilarious. I got annoyed at it though because I thought it was just like an American guy who was doing the Uncle Uncle Roger, you know. No, he's British. Yeah, he's either <laughs> British or, he, or he, <laughs> Yeah, he's from Singapore, I think. He but, has yeah. an accent, actually. I don't think he's British. That's, well, no, he he lives in England right now. He lives in London. He, okay. he lives, but I think he's, he's originally from Singapore. Yeah, but I just didn't like it because it was so strongly put on, and I got to thinking about it. It's like whatever. Like, but that's and then like you were like, like, oh wait a minute, that but is that is parents. like the that is like the authentic like 
like sort of like Hong Kong. Oh fuck yeah, it is. Uh, Singapore like his like like stereotypical like accent. Wait, what's that I'm YouTuber? Not gonna lie. Uh, I was Ranton. I was so disappointed when I found out that he spoke like normal English without an accent. I was so fucking heartbroken. Dude, I thought it was legit. How did you? I know you legit. didn't. Fuck that. I did not listen. I did not read enough into it to think that this Bro, this guy was like putting on a bit. I heard. I mean, I have a lot of exposure to Chinese culture, but I heard him talk once, and I was like, "This is not his real fucking voice." I really thought that dude <laughs> smoking just too had much weed. Ins- <laughs> it's so exaggerated. Fair. Fair. No, but that's the thing. Like, I was like, "All right, he probably has this accent. It's exaggerated a little bit, but it's fucking hilarious that like, he's doing it for comedy." But I was like, "Yeah, yeah no, it's got to be his actual like." You know, accent. He's just you know playing it up, but then he's got just like a straight normal like. Yeah. Then you find out white guy accent. You're like, that fuck. no. You're like emotional. <laughs> emotional damage. So during the dinner, um, this is the dinner between um, Park and, and, and everybody. Uncle Roger. The, the big banquet. Um, Uncle Roger. It it becomes uh, it, it sort of becomes heated because they begin talking about the the volatile political situation going on, including the the demonstrations in Busan. Um, and also what to do with the opposition leader, uh, Kim uh, Young-sum. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Korean people, the way they do their names, you know, uh, it's similar to, like, I guess, Chinese people, if you were talking about them. Uh, I can never keep up. I don't know who the fuck we're talking about. I only know one person's name so far. Can't. So no, the, he's been doing a good job. He's been. Saying, I'm not saying uh, he's doing a bad CIA. job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I can't keep up. Like, me, personally. No, yeah, listen to what he's saying. He's saying Kim CIA, and he's also saying Kim opponent, or would you say opposite? Opposition Kim? Opposition Kim? Yeah. I mean, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Kim Listen, I smoked a fucking fat-ass blunt before the show, and I am still here. I am with it. I am locked in to Park getting his ass clapped here but, soon. Uh, Park, <laughs> Park and Cha, um, they, both take a, they both take a hard line on these issues, um, and they also call out uh, uh, Director Kim, for not uh, for being too moderate on on dealing with these issues, um, and and while this is all happening, the the chief secretary um, Kim uh, Gaewon he's trying to like like steer them away um, from talking about these issues to more small talk because they're becoming so heated. <laughs> How about them mats? And also, um, unlike the Americas, they will start throwing hands, won't they? Well, uh, Park uh, Park begins dressing down uh, uh, Director Kim uh, for not being repressive enough with the protesters, um, and also dealing with uh, the opposition leader Kim uh, Young Sum. Why are you going um, bitch who, mode with these protesters? Oh. <laughs> if I was down there, bro. If I was down there, I'd be going beast mode. <laughs> oh I would just, I would just rip off my shirt, pull that wife beater over my head, and it'd be over. That's it. <laughs> Make my titties start bouncing. <laughs> um, and and Park wants um, uh, Young Sum uh, arrested. Um, so um, while they, even when they try to uh, drift to other subjects, um, Cha will will just sort of bring up the inability of the KCIA to handle things. Um, and he also uh, he also suggests that um, that the demonstrators and opposition uh, members uh, should be quote unquote mowed down with tanks. Yo, what an antagonistic little fuck! The conversation finally starts drifting away, and everybody starts cooling down. And that little antagonist little bitch is like, "Yeah, but 
Park's still kind of kind of spineless, right? Like he still didn't do anything, right? Just to fire everybody back up again, just get ready to get everybody start screaming. Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this this angers Kim to the point where he where he leaves the dining room and meets with his closest <laughs> subordinate. I'm going in the study. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> help your mother with the plates. <laughs> going to the fucking den. Help, help your wife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the um, he he meets with a um, an agent uh, Park uh, Seon Ho um, and his um, his secretary uh, Park uh, Hyungju um, and he says to them uh, Chief of Staff and Deputy Director are here as well today is the day um, Kim then re-enters the room with his semi-automatic uh, Walther uh, PPK pistol and opens oh, fire um, shooting Cha in the arm and Park in the uh, right chest Oh shit. Uh, he while a, he, he used a PPK, he's a Walter. Yeah. Um, All right. And uh, while and while he's attempting to uh, finish off Cha, um, his uh, his gun jams, um, and uh, Cha flees to um, fled to a bathroom adjacent to the dining room. Um, Kim Kim leaves the room, comes back with a a Smith and a Smith Smith and Wesson Model Thirty Six revolver that belonged to his subordinate, and he kills Cha with a shot to the admin abdomen. Uh, before speaking to Park and shooting him in the head execution style. Oh shit! Wait, like Park Chung Hee? Yeah, he he, sh- he shoots Park Chung Hee in the the head execution style. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> because he's just like uh, we'll we'll get to that. We um. So just no no rap. He's got no rap for him. He just walks up in there, blah blah blah. Yeah, just drops him. Um. Well. It- We'll, we'll talk about the leading up to this that he might have that this might have been something he'd been planning for a while, um, which which seems likely. But there's no real like we even today we still don't know exactly like why this went down this way. But are we upset that he did that? Like honestly, <laughs> are we honestly upset that he did this? <laughs> um, so uh, after hearing the initial shots, um, his subordinate um, Park uh, Sionho um, holds two bodyguards um, in the waiting room at gunpoint and orders them to put their hands up. Okay. Um, so, but one of the bodyguards attempts to reach for a gun, um, and Park kills both of them. Uh, what? <laughs> um, and, and who is this? John Wick? And then, Park John Wick. His name. And then after is John Wick. And then after this, um, or I should say, it'd be like John Wick, right? Like something like that. Uh, um, three other uh, KCI agents uh, storm the kitchen area and kill the remaining uh, bodyguard. Um, so they've killed six people, um, Park, Chaw, and the uh, the three bodyguards in the safe house, as well as uh, a presidential chauffeur outside. Good God, this is all right. Wild. After after Park um, after killing uh, the the president, um, Director Kim asks the his chief secretary to secure the safe house um, and ran to a nearby KCIA building where the army chief of staff um, Jiang uh, Xionghua was waiting. Um, Jong had heard the shooting and was discussing with the deputy director uh, uh, what was going on uh, when uh, Director Kim came to tell him that an emergency situation had had arisen. I would, I, yeah, emergency. Yeah, I'd say that's an emergency situation. Um, later on, when he was in a car with uh, Jong uh, Seonghua, uh, Kim notified him that Park had died, but without explaining uh, what happened. Wow. Okay. Um, Kim Kim had hoped that that Jung, uh, or uh, and that the uh, and his chief secret- uh, secretary 
uh, would support him in a coup d'etat, um, as both had been appointed to their uh, positions on his recommendation, um, and that the, the chief secretary uh, was very close with uh, Jiang. Nice. Um, so, so the car initially went towards the uh, KCIA headquarters, um, but eventually uh, went to the army headquarters um, in another district, um, since the um, since the army would have to be involved in him declaring martial law. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and this is, and, and a lot of historians believe that this is like his big mistake because instead of going to the place where he would be in control, um, he instead goes to, um, goes to the army where he's not in control and he wasn't able to gain, uh, junk support. Okay. Um, uh, while this is, while this is happening, uh, the, the chief secretary takes, uh, uh, Park Chung-hee's body, uh, to an army hospital and orders the doctors to save him at all costs without revealing, uh, who it was. Um, but, I mean, they're going to see him and know immediately, right? Well, it, I, I believe, I'm pretty sure that's what happened, but he just sort of drops him off. He's like, save this man's life, and then runs off. Yeah, okay. Um, he then met with, uh, he then went to the Prime Minister, uh, Choi uh, Kyoha, to, to reveal to him what had happened. Okay. Um, so when the chief of staff, uh, when the presidential chief of staff learned what happened um, from the, the chief secretary, um, he orders uh, Major General uh, Chun uh, Du Huan, um, the commander of the security command, to take Director Kim into custody and investigate the incident. <coughs> uh, Director Kim is arrested, um, and he was um, after he's lured to a secluded area outside Army headquarters on the pretext of meeting with uh, Jong. Uh, eventually, everybody who's involved in the assassination is arrested, uh, tortured, and later uh, executed by hanging. Um, uh, after this takes place, uh, Chun uh, Chun Du Huan um, he emerges as the like the main uh, political force in the investigation um, and subordinates the KCI under his uh, security command. Um, and uh, Jung uh, Seonghua becomes uh, becomes the the chief administrator of the martial law. That's put over South Korea. Okay. Um, soon after this, um, uh, on December twelfth, nineteen seventy nine, uh, Chun Do Hwan uh, he seizes power through a coup d'état, um, and he has um, uh, Jung Seong Hwa um, and uh, Chief Secretary Kim arrested um, on on cons- um, on suspicion of conspiring with Director Kim. All right. Are they gonna? Okay. Well, I guess I'll find out. I was gonna say, is this like big time deep shit? Well, yeah. They they all go to um they they all go to jail. I don't believe they're executed. Um, and Chun Du Huan does remain. Um, he's like the second to last dictatorial president of South Korea. He actually ends up going to jail for uh, corruption afterwards because of all the massive embezzling and like stealing of public funds. He and his uh, he and his uh, subordinates do. Okay. Um, how, so there's how are they like you know like you said they got to kind of keep it together because they got the north up there at any given time sort of fucking Damocles. So how long of a period is passing by while all this is happening? This this is all this like the events that I it's just like talked about happened over at over a night. Oh wow! Um, and then and then uh, Chun seizing power happens like um, uh, two months later. Okay. Um, so he so he uses the instability to just sort of like seize power. It's it's not as bad as like what happens in South Vietnam, where there's just like this this rotating like this revolving door of like shit heel generals that like seize control. It, it's mm-hmm. a little more stable than that. 
but most of these guys usually plan it out pretty well and they just move in and like take over in like a day because it's 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 less like it like like i would say Gaddafi. like we talked about him like he sees power pretty quickly but this is very much like these guys have like they have their proper support base and they just move in quickly and like seize seize everything it, it would be like if like if just like tanks appeared on the streets of like Washington D.C. and then some general was like, "Well, uh, I'm in control now." <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that drone just annihilate that thing with laser precision. As a side note, I am for the Second Amendment only so long as it means that a citizen can own any type of weapon that the United States Army can also possess if that is not equivalent i am not going to be for that be okay with that hey if the united states military can have a nuclear submarine capable of firing nukes if i have the means i should be able to own the exact same fucking thing make me jump through hoops make me jump through hoops if i'm jeff bezos and i have that money i should be able to own a nuclear fucking you submarine just, you just wait like homer you can get your nuke so yeah <laughs> so with your so your idea of waiting. the second amendment which is which is maybe further removed than like the rightiest right that ever righted uh your idea is to set up warlords uh on every fucking well, street thing, corner though. You know, riot, riot never is happen. riot is long advocated to be that. to the being to the right of the NRA on these issues. Because <laughs> I want a fucking a goddamn Bayraktar drone, okay? Yeah. But they're never gonna let me have it. So fuck the Second Amendment. It doesn't. Well, mean the shit. Second Amendment can always get fucking blasted. Second by Amendment's somebody, antiquated anyway it. because we don't need slave patrols anymore. So no, I, I I understand that, but that's just what I'm saying. Like. If I can't have uh, equivalent arms to defend myself against a tyrannical government, then what's the point? And equivalent arms means if I want a fucking a goddamn M82 Abrams tank in my front yard, I should be able to have that Abrams tank in my front fucking yard. So, so there's a guy who owns a Blue Angels jet with the actual paint scheme and all, but he just had to have it uh, disarmed or whatever you call it. I was going to say uh, Michael, so Michael Dorn from Mi- Michael Dorn TV's Wharf. Does he really? I, I think he he does own a number of jets. He's like a big airplane guy, uh, and he has like he he actually is pretty wealthy because he invested heavily in like Fuddruckers in the nineties. <laughs> I'm a member of the like, Fuddruckers fortune receivers. You can you can literally buy a jet. It's just it just gets decommissioned, yeah. so it cannot physically be fitted with weapons. But you can physically buy an F-16. It's it's not like unreasonable, I guess, if you have the money. Tens of millions of dollars. Probably, yeah. But again, if you got the money, fuck it. I um, just take it. I just take umbrage with the fact that I can't hook a fucking sidewinder missile to that bitch and go take flight. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of debate and controversy over why why Park is assassinated by Kim. Um, okay. One is that it's just an impulsive act that happened because you know um, Kim or Park and and Cha have been like roasting Kim the entire like the the entire dinner, and they had also been like fucking with him successively over months. Okay, uh, because uh, Kim, because uh, Kim doesn't tell his uh, his closest subordinates anything about uh, what he was what he did before he did it, um, and uh, one of his uh, co-conspirators, uh, Park Seon Ho, um, he had regretted that Kim hadn't given him uh, enough information to handle um, the the aftermath, especially at the KCIA. 
Um, okay. He had he had no plan for what to do after the assassination. Um, the fact that he went to the army headquarters instead of the KCI headquarters, uh, and that the um, and that the uh, the killing uh, was, uh, 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 although the killing was generally considered to be deliberate and premeditated, because because remember he had to go to another building to get a gun. I'm about to say yeah, it has to be premeditated. Yeah, because yeah, okay. Um, so one theory is that he deliberately as uh, planned out the assassination, um, because when he invited his chief of uh, the army chief of staff to a dinner at four fifteen that day, um, after learning that he'd have a dinner with Park. Um, at uh, at uh, later on in the day. So, do uh, you think it was like a, a planned within a couple hours thing? So, well, because he he called the he called the meeting within fifteen minutes of finding out about the dinner. Um, so, and, and it seems that four fifteen was the latest that he had possibly like like decided that it was the day. Um, it, it was also not customary for him to uh, carry a gun to the to the dinner or to have one nearby. Okay, um, and. He claimed he also claimed that he had wanted to end Park's dictatorship ever since the the Yushin Constitution was ratified in 1972. Um, okay. he, he would also later on claim, and remember this is during like the trials and after he had been um, tortured. He claimed that he had wanted to assassinate Park in 1974 and twice in 1979. Um, he said his first attempt was on September 14, 1974, um, when he was appointed to be Minister of Construction. Um, and there's actually a newsreel uh, of the event uh, when he's um, when when he's appointed minister of construction, um, and you can see something uh, protruding from his pocket uh, when he shakes hands with Park that could have possibly been a gun. Wow! Oh man! Okay, either, so well, potentially could have stopped. It was either it. a gun or a Charleston chew, which is extremely he was popular. Happy to see him. <laughs> yeah, it was either a gun or his dick. <laughs> actually, or I a Charleston Chew theory. That's my. That's that's my. Those used to be so good, Chew. man. I can, with my teeth, oh my I can't. God. I can't crush yeah, them anymore. Yeah, but you know, no, oh my god. The, I don't want to rip a filling out with that goddamn nougat in the middle. Oh, so Plus, good, if you put it in the freezer for a little while, it's like you could beat the shit out of somebody. Oh with my <laughs> god! Stop. Oh, you could just just put them put a bunch of them in a sock and just like beat somebody. That's how I do it. <laughs> you know, because then by the time the cops get there, they're they're melted. And it's like, look, yeah. officer, <laughs> they're just candies. Well, it's like, it's like that. I forget what the name of it was. That one comedy show where they said you you throw a bag of ice through a window because it's because all the evidence is it destroyed because it melts. Oh, uh, yeah. So there was a kid in my high school that said that, but in regards to murder, he was like, so if you stab someone to high school and they die, there's technically no murder weapon, right? And I was like, okay, I'm not sitting next to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Have a nice day, bro. <laughs> uh, Chill the fuck out, Jaden. <laughs> Chill out. Uh, no, I uh, I went to school before the, the fucking millennials started having kids, so I had normal like Eric's and Jessica's and Lindsay's in my class. Um. So in in April of 1979, um, he had invited the the chiefs of staff of of all three branches of the uh, Republic of Korea military to a dinner, similar to what happened on the day of the assassination. Um, but uh, he called off the assassination plan that day. Um, he also had said uh, before the dinner banquet to uh, to Chief Secretary uh, Kim uh, Gilwon that that he wanted to get rid of Cha. Okay. Um, Do we know why he called off the assassination attempt the first time? Well, because uh, we're not really sure. He 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 just uh, might not have been a good situation for it. Like he couldn't have gotten a clear shot or whatever. Had a bad feeling in his tummy. Well, he didn't. He didn't want to go out like the the other the uh, 
the Zainichi um, yeah. uh, Korean I believe his words who, uh, were I ain't going out like no punk bitch I think that's how yeah. it went yeah. <laughs> um, so during his trial um, as well um, he, it, it was found out that, that uh, Jung the, the army chief of staff was also like was also not a fan of Parks um, and at the trial, Jong had said that uh, that Park's regime had acted wrongly in some cases, um, and and appeared to also defend some of Kim's actions. So even though he was guilty as sin, like you know, obviously guilty, did they at least give him a fair trial, or did they just railroad him to there? Well, well, it's it's a they they railroad him because it's it's not a like legitimate system. Okay, all right. It, it's like it's like asking, would you get a fair trial in Nazi Germany? <laughs> I mean, who are you? That's a question I gotta ask to follow up. Who are you? You might get a fair trial, depending on who you are. Well, you just killed Hitler. <laughs> I'm gonna go with hard no. Um, Wait, I'm Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> if I just killed Hitler, that makes me Hitler. What did you just call me? <laughs> um, so after after the after uh, Park is assassinated. Uh, 50 out of the 52 generals in the uh, Republic of Korean uh, military, they vote to repeal the Yushin Constitution. Um, and although um, and although the uh, dictatorship would continue under uh, Chun Duhuan, the Yushin Constitution is repealed on October 27th, 1980. 1980, okay. Starting to get into my decade now. Um, one of, um, some of the proponents of the theory that the assassination was unplanned as well, um, also have a vested interest in portraying the event as impulsive because, uh, you remember, uh, two of those people are Kim Gyo-won and Jung uh, who he tried to get in on a, a coup d'etat. Remember, they were arrested as being co-conspirators, regardless if they were or not. So they have a vested interest in making making it sound like it was impulsive. Right. Um, it, again, you know, he was jealous of Cha, um, and that that was another reason why he had done it. Okay. Um, so when, when Kim shot Park as well, um, he, he apparently was, was more motivated, um, by his resentment of Cha than his love of democracy. Um, cause remember Kim is still, he's still like the hatchet man for the Park regime. Um, and he would even describe himself as, as quote unquote real brothers, uh, with Park, um, which is like a very common thing in like. And sort of like East Asian cultures to describe each other as like brothers. Okay. Um, so while while Kim would later claim, you know, that he was that he was very much against like the Yushin Constitution and that he loved democracy, he he's also undermining democracy. It, it's just possible that the Yushin Constitution might have went too far. All right. Um, Go too far regarding what specifically? Uh, just just giving uh, like Park absolute control, like oh, okay. like like he wants more of like a sham democracy than like an outright like dictatorship. Okay. Um, but, and, like the United is, States. Yeah, he wants Russia. You know. Well, more Russia. Yeah, than the like States. more like Putin's Russia. He's um, just not gonna go bomb a, bomb some apartment complexes to keep power, will he? <laughs> well, that's a part two. Um, oh no. <laughs> It can't be a two-parter. Um, he's got part no, two. Is he like zombie fucking part two? Part he's dead. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he just got fucking done, bro. Steve? This isn't an episode. Oh, yes, this is. isn't an episode of Hajime no Ippo where like he's getting <laughs> he's getting punched in the face seventy five thousand times. Somehow no. he's just like he's about to hit the mat and then he's standing up. It's like what? Do you know what this is? Wait, he's Steve, just like I don't hear is? no bell. 
Do you know what this is? This is Korean Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, this is Korean Jesus. He's gonna he's gonna come back. I well, like Korean. Funny, funny you should mention Korean <laughs> Jesus is because no, at one of one of Park's laws had to be that um to, to sort of like like a Korean like nationalism thing, that like the reason why you have all those pictures of like Jesus as like a Korean nobleman. Um, and Korean Jesus is because uh-huh. Park made it a law that all like these biblical pictures and stuff, because Christianity is very popular in South Korea, like 30 some percent of the population is Christian, um, was was that it had to be done in like a Korean uh, like vernacular style that it had to be done as like a like traditional Korean artwork. I thought you were going to say he made it law that Korean Jesus had to be fucking yoked. Just, <laughs> just fucking, fucking big. <laughs> No, that's just the love of like, Christ. Just, like he's just fucking jacked on that fucking test, bro. Yeah. Guys, what we're what we're gonna do is this is my new business plan. This is my Shark Tank proposal. We're gonna get one of those like Christian like power power lifter groups that do like the muscle shows at yeah. churches. We're gonna take them to South Korea. We're gonna take that peninsula by storm. We're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be listing giant concrete crosses like it's nobody's business. <laughs> Just like all the dudes from, uh, what's his nuts? Righteous Gemstones? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Those are real things. That is terrifying, bro. Uh, so at his trial, uh, Kim gave his uh, five motives for assassinating Park. Uh, firstly, to restore free democracy. Secondly, to prevent further bloodshed of Korean people. Thirdly, to prevent North Korean aggression. Fourthly, to completely restore the close relationship with our strong ally, the United States, which fell to the worst point since the founding of South Korea and advance our national interests through closer cooperation in defense, diplomacy, and economy. And fifthly, to restore South Korea's honor in the international community by cleansing the bad image of South Korea as a dictatorship country. Hey, guys, we're ready to come back to the table. We don't clap this dude who is a fucking asshole. Can we Can we be invited back to the barbecue with everybody else? Thank you. Please. Pretty please. Um, Kim said, I shot the heart of Yushin in the... Uh, I shot the heart of Yushin in the heart of the beast. I have that for the democracy of this country. There was no ambition and greed. Hmm. Um, so, as well, um, too... Um, uh, Park had promised voters that in 1971, which Kim had suggested he do this, that that would be his like last term. Um, and okay. Kim was very disappointed when Park uh, essentially made himself president for life under the the Yushin Constitution. Right. I think anybody would be kind of upset by that. Uh, when uh, when Kim was in charge of the uh, the Third Army Group um, in 1972, um, he had. It's claimed that he had said that if Park were to ever visit their base during um, during a tour, um, that he planned to arrest Park and force him to resign. Hmm. Um, and that a, a small house on the base uh, had been um, was set up to detain Park, um, and that a wire fence surrounding the house was modified to permit entry, but to prevent people from from exiting. Oh, oh. Um, okay, <laughs> and it's and it's also found it's also found uh, that through declassified uh, U.S. diplomatic cables that the the United States was very puzzled that that Kim was made the director of the of the, the KCIA because he often spoke about democracy and was a um, was a more approachable figure um, to the United States and carried more of like an American message of of human rights to Park. Okay. Um, and it, it had also been revealed after he died 
um, that he had maintained contacts with opposition leaders, um, and that um, and that many of these opposition leaders felt that Kim was actually a patriotic soldier um, who would who was actually working towards uh, democracy. All right, um, and that. Um, and that one of the uh, a leader, uh, Jang uh, Junha, who spoke well of him, said that his eldest son um, would would pretend to um, to run accidentally into um, Kim, and that uh, Kim secretly would would help out uh, uh, Jang's family financially. Like wait, they, why would he, so wait, he just said that he would run into him. Well, no, that they would ac- that they would pretend to accidentally um, run into each other so it doesn't have the pretense that he's meeting with the son of a um, an opposition figure. I mean, that really is only going to fly, like, once. Because once you start doing it two or three times, it's like, all right, guys, stop it. Like, you're not just running into one another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and for instance, as well, uh, uh, Jang's son, who, whom he had met with, uh, Jang had died under mysterious circumstances in 1975 while uh, mountain climbing, and that um, Jang's son had told him that Kim had informed him that his father had actually been murdered by the regime. I'm sorry, can you really say that somebody dies under mysterious circumstances if they die while mountain climbing? Well, it's, Isn't it's, that kind of, like... Well, it's, a, it's that, like, he was, like, pushed off the mountain is more the, the suspicious things, like... Oh. Oh shit! Okay, all right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like enough. it's like oh, his carabiner broke. It's more like ah, oh, the rope got cut. Happens yeah. all the time. That's a pretty clean. You know, they're cut for they, a rope that it just they have a pretty high uh, tensile strength and they uh, they they have a high uh, success rate. But you know, every once in a while, he's like he's like foot nudging a pair of like clippers up, like yeah. hedge clippers up out of frame. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that it just frayed, it broke. Sorry, it's a shit um, dry rot. So uh, Kim, Kim had also uh, asked a relative of his who was serving as, as consul in Japan uh, to sort of come up with a third way to amend the Yushin constitution that would allow Park to maintain military power but yield political power to a civilian government. Um, this was done through a, a Catholic cardinal, uh, Kim uh, So-Hwan. Um, this is going to go places. That, that, he had asked, um, that he had been asked by Director Kim to, to speak with Park about amending uh, about implementing this third way to the Yushin Constitution, uh, because Park would meet with the Cardinal, and the Cardinal was actually like safe from repercussions because of his attachment to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, that that Park wouldn't kill him because of his um, because of being a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, but these is that true, or was he just really hoping on that? It, it was true. Okay. Um, and um, but the the talks don't really go anywhere. Um, and in 1979 as well, um, Kim had wrote a calligraphy about freedom and democracy that had been found in his house after his arrest. Okay. Um, and we don't know if this was actually uh, true or not, because it, it could have been one of those things that he just left it to, like, save his ass after the event. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's just like, yeah, I, I killed him for freedom and democracy. You can see that, that calligraphy I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did. No pressure. Um, there, there is a, a less likely uh, theory that it was done at behest of the American uh, CIA. Um, Nailed and, it. And one of, the, and one of the reasons was that they wanted to stop South Korea from developing uh, nuclear weapons, which uh, Park Chung Hee was pursuing at that time. Oh man! So he was about to have a nuke. And um, and uh, do Chin- we know how close he got? I don't think they got very close. It wasn't like a South Africa situation where they actually achieved yeah. a nuclear weapon, 
But right. after uh, uh, Chun Du Huan uh, comes to power, the United States acknowledged his um, acknowledged him as the legitimate ruler of South Korea if the if South Korea abandoned its nuclear weapons program. Okay. All right. Um, Kim had also claimed that the United States uh, supported him, um, but the uh, the U.S. ambassador denied this um, in in diplomatic cables to the State Department. Um, and, and we know some of these from like that have been declassified, or some of these you know from like WikiLeaks. Um, yeah. But but the ambassador uh, William H. Uh, Gleistein, um he worried that about the possibility soon after the assassination uh, that that Kim would claim that he and and his predecessor as ambassador um, incited him to assassinate Park. Um, and and Kim believed that his that his coup that he was going to attempt would have also had the support of the U.S. if it had been successful. Uh, I mean that, that that tracks. The U.S. is all about coup d'états when they're um, when they make sense, like to the to what, their what, ends. No, not just no, no. Don't well, even say well, when think, they make sense. It's when it benefits them. Well, that's that's well, exactly well, what I mean by saying makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm not insinuating okay. I agree with their fucking <laughs> bullshit. Why? Why think it? I think they would have accepted it because they just want somebody in the seat. Like they don't want you know they they, they don't they want, want somebody vacuum, at the wheel, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess, but but this is like the weakest of the of the theories. Um, one is that you know that Kim deliberately assassinated Park um, to seize power for himself, um, which is what uh, Chen Duhuan's investigation said that his was his purpose. Makes sense. Um, one is that Kim had suffered from temporary insanity. Yeah, get um, the fuck out of here. Yeah, due to, due to um, due to suffering from um, hepatic um, encephalopathy related to uh, mosquito bites? liver disease that he had, like encephalopathy, yeah, encephalopathy. Yeah, encephalopathy. Uh, fuck off with that one. No, due to due to his uh, due to due to liver due to liver disease that he suffered from. You can but unless his, it's syphilis, and syphilis is not a liver you, disease. I mean, if he has syphilis brain, know, yeah, all right. But no, but shit, we but. know for certain that some. Some medical conditions can cause the brain to do wacky fucking things. Uh, like I recently, I have a family member in the hospital and he's in rehab now. But um, I recently learned about uh, ICU delirium, and uh, it's literally Alzheimer's, but not Alzheimer's. Like you, you start experiencing delusions that you're not where you are, oh, and that you don't yeah, know your name. And then, yeah, like, that happened to my grandma. You don't remember anything, and then they get you out of the ICU, and it just goes away. That was that happened to my boy. She she already has like senility, but yeah, she was she was she was apparently like incomprehensible when she was in the hospital this week. And oh wow, um, she, she and like like just like screaming, but but she's also like kind of like Livia Soprano. So she was like <laughs> instead of like pressing the button to get the nurses, she was just screaming. And I need a nurse. <laughs> How there well, a lot, a lot how of there any nurses don't have windows, right? So it's it's hard for the patient to judge what time it but if, is, and it just totally fucks. And mind. you're not eating most of the time in the ICU. You're on like you know tubes. Uh, it's <laughs> it's just it's just all fucked up. And he's still uh, my relative. He's still fucked up. Uh, like he's getting better every day, but it's a slow process. And for a while there, we thought like maybe there was brain damage, right? But just just giving you an example, like there's. Just just being in that room can fuck you up. So it's like I can imagine someone has temporary insanity, but fuck that. This guy planned the shit. 
Well, yeah. and 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 his own doctor. This is this is just one of those like crazy theories that somebody puts out there. Right. Because right. Kim's own doctor um, said that that wasn't like that that wasn't true at all. That his liver disease was like under under control. Yeah. And that it, it was not serious enough to affect his daily activities. Well, his doctor way. has a vested interest in saying that, though, right? I mean. <laughs> Am I well, right? he is the man who cured who cured liver disease. You know, so. he cured all of it. No Jesus shit. Fucking yeah. Christ. All right. Don't dr- don't drink. Don't smoke. What do you do? Cured by Adam. Uh, Ant. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But one one that that sort of comes up to events today, which a lot of people didn't think was was sort of like that relevant, um, and until the the presidency of of Park Geun Hye was that um, the. That when he assassinated Park Junkie hee at his trial, he said that one of his reasons for killing Park was to stop a, a, a sort of cult leader named Choi uh, Taemin um, from, from corrupting and um, controlling uh, Park's daughter, uh, um, Park Jung-hee. Uh, it's all some cult shit because there's a lot of, there's and, a lot of cults really, over there man you know but, it's crazy so this, like Ocean Rikyo that's a good one so yeah, this this nuts. religious this religious leader uh, Choi uh, Taemin he set up a religious group called the Church of the Spirit World and he declared himself the Maitreya or future Buddha ah the Maitreya here we go I can't even anytime anytime you set up a church it's always the dumbest fucking the Maitreya is like a is an actual Buddha though uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Maitreya. I'm talking about the Church of the. But they Spirit they World. brought up the Maitreya back on Art Bell, like in the late '90s, early 2000s. Like it was gonna, it was gonna end the world or something like that. It's fucking crazy. Um, but he had he had befriended uh, Park uh, Gyunhye, um soon after uh, Yuk uh, Yongso had been assassinated in 1974. Mm-hmm. Um, according to a report by the Korean Central Intelligence Ag- Agency from the 70s. Uh, that was published in 2007. Uh, Choi had initially uh, approached Park Yonhye by telling her that her mother had appeared to him in dreams and asked him to help her daughter. That's weird. Choi uh, just offered to carry a printer across the fucking neighborhood for her, <laughs> So, So he essentially becomes like a Rasputin-type figure. And at this point as well, uh, Park Yonhye is like, she's very, like, she's still alive, um, but she's she's very like messed up psychologically i believe because when her father's like a brutal dictator and after her mother is assassinated she essentially becomes like the first lady of south korea and she's and like he also says stuff about her being like married to the country and she today is still like single and it's sort of like this belief that she still sort of believes that she has to like live for the country she's arrested for like <laughs> yeah. corruption yeah that's her yeah Okay. Um, so a diplomatic. So it runs deep in the family tree. <laughs> so a, a diplomatic cable from the the U.S. embassy in Seoul that was that was obtained from by WikiLeaks uh, reported um, rumors about Choi was a quote unquote Korean Rasputin who had quote unquote had complete control over Park's body and soul during the for, um, during her formative years and his children accumulated enormous wealth as a result. Oh my god. Um, uh, Park would be um, it, it would be impeached for her inappropriate relationship with Choi Soon Sil, the daughter of Choi uh, Taemin, um, and both were later convicted of corruption. Um, so, like, this is the thing where, Isn't like, South Korea, uh, one of the most corrupt governments in like on the earth. Opposite, actually. Really? They actually like well. There's a lot of like a lot of what happened was it was like companies were like giving giving gifts 
like like and also getting like Choi Soon Sil's daughter into like uh, colleges. But because of like the dictator period, because it was so corrupt, like they they take a very hard line on it. And while there is like sort of like lobbying like graft and corruption, sure. like the the fact that like Park that Park was not only impeached but also got like w- went to jail for corruption, right? Is is just a sign that like they take it seriously. Okay. I stand corrected. Um, also, too, like the how big that story was when it came out. Like, I feel like that is also a, a minor indictment about well, how serious it was to well, them. Well, like one of the things was that like Samsung bought. I think it was Samsung bought um, or, or Hyundai yes. bought Choi Soon. They bought her her uh, Choi Soon uh, uh, Sil's daughter a a like a dressage horse because that was because because she does like dressage. Like, you is know, it the, like a sawhorse that like you put wood across? No, it, a dressage. Dressage is like the horse dancing in the Olympics. Uh, like like Mitt Romney uh, owned a dressage horse. Uh, Rafalfa, I think, is what his name was. Is this like one of those like Lippenzanger stallion type things? Well, it's like it, it's sort of like like Castilian like like warhorse type stuff where they like they oh, prance. Castilian? They they prance. What's it called? A dressage? Yeah, a dressage. It's an Olympic how sport. Do you, how, how do you spell it? Uh, dress and then age at the end. Dress and then e- age at the end. Yeah. Dressage. But it's where they wear horse. like the. It's where they like wear the like the old timey like black, like like sort of like outfits with the helmets. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. Okay. So basically, like show riding, I guess. Right. Just a show riding with yeah, the tuxedo looking jacket and yeah, the high, it's like, the high it's, boots and shit. It's essentially pants. like. Um, Horse dancing is the best way. Dressage. Yeah. Yeah. But di- okay. 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 Um. So, um, of the conspirators who were involved in the uh, the conspiracy, um, Park uh, Hyungju, uh, Kim Jae-gu's secretary, and um, was executed by firing squad on March 6, nineteen eighty. Oh shit. Um. He was um. He was executed first because he was still on active military service at the time of the assassination. And that's also why he was killed by firing squad. Um, okay. um, Kim Jaegu um, was was hung on May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. Park Seon Hyo, the uh, the senior uh, uh, KCI agent who was mentioned, um, he was he was hanged on uh, May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty, as well. As was uh, Yu uh, Seong um, Ok, the uh, the driver, um, Lee Kiju, uh, the head of the uh, the safe house. Um, and then uh, Kim Taewon, the this another safe house security agent who was involved, was hung on May twenty fourth. Although he didn't, although he didn't kill anyone, um, he was involved in the planning, like sort of the uh, the the cover up of things. Okay. Uh, and he also um, he was also involved in uh, firing an automatic rifle into the uh, the the bodies of the victims. In order to disguise the shooting as something done by um, North Korean commanders. Jeez, he's up there, McNulty. What? The- <laughs> what the fuck kind of idea is that? Isn't this in the seventies? They don't have that kind of fucking technology, do they? This is not CIA fucking South Korea, CIA Seoul. Well, no, they just like they just like make it look like they were shot up with an assault rifle as opposed to a. Oh, okay, because he did shoot him with a Walther, right? Yeah, so instead of just oh, okay. being like like pistol shots, just like okay. just like just, sh- just shoot the bodies up okay. with an automatic rifle to make it look like 
you know, that, okay, they, okay. that they had been assassinated by, like, commandos. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I just, I totally blanked on the fact that they shot him with a fucking BB gun to kill him, and now, if you want to make, like, his commandos, okay, all right. Um, and, um, and one of, only one of the safe house, uh, security agents, uh, Seo, uh, Young Jun, uh, was released after imprisonment. Um, and this this generally sets uh, South Korea on the road to like further democratization because soon after uh, Chun Doo Hwan um, comes to power, um, there is the largest uh, uprising in the history of South Korea in, in Gwangju, which is the uh, the, the Gwangju uprising. Um, that's what I mentioned where they actually like seize the armories and like like take over the city, and then they send yeah. in they send in paratrooper regiments to just like arrest and shoot people. Like gotcha. you do. And and all of those and, and all of the paratroopers they send in as well, like they're like unmarked, like like they purposely have them oh, wear like crimes. uniforms without unmarked paratroopers. Oh, war! So so war crimes is what you're saying? Gotcha. Okay. Well, they're not war crimes; they're against your own people. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's still you can uh, commit war crimes against like, your own people. I mean, maybe it's I mean, I it's a stretch so of the definition, I guess. But yeah, because you're you're not supposed to be uh, altering like your insignias. Like you're supposed to be wearing an insignia. Like a like you have to represent yourself where you're from. I feel like that's a thing. You can't just go in there and be like, oh, we don't have any insignias. You don't know who we are. Like that's no. Yeah. No, right. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I just have this really rose-tinted idea of what war is, and there's going to be rules that everybody follows because, well, you know, there's war well, crimes, so, you, you know, you would figure that there are well, rules to well, war. Well, it's also, like, the, the stuff, like, the police did during, like, Black Lives Matter, where they purposely, like, covered up all their all their information so you couldn't see who they were. Yeah, but those um, are cops. I mean, like, on a national, like, a military level. You know what I'm saying? Like, a cop, a cops are going to, cops going to cop. But I feel like the military at least have a little bit more respect to say, hey, look, like this is who we're representing, and it's a crime to, to hide who you are. South Korea is fucked up, though, at the time. Yeah. So fair. Yeah, fair. Like, we're not, they're not, they're not like exactly their, operating. Yeah, and when you're in, in your own house, almost, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not paying attention to your rules. This is my country kind of thing. Yeah. Ah, fair. Okay. But that is the story of the assassination of Park Chung-hee. Park Chung-hee got clapped with a Walther PPK. God damn it. James Bond style in the safe house. <laughs> that's all I could think of. I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's the Bond gun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. And with that... And his wife got clapped oh. like a 38 special or... Would it, like a, yeah. Yeah, it was just like a standard, like, police revolver. I think. A Smith & Wesson 36. Smith & Wesson 36. Or something like that. I don't know. Which was like the standard, like, police revolver. Right. Just like a snub nose. Yeah. All right. And with that, good evening. He really wants to go. All right. Later. (laughs) Bye.